Oh yeah. The Chappelle show. Not about like, that. Twenty minutes of just out the blue. Mm-hmm. What was it called? Unforgiven, right? I think so. Yes, Unforgiven, and I think it's on Netflix YouTube channel. It was just on his Instagram. Or it's on his Instagram. Yeah, I know it was on some some obscure place. No, he put it on his Instagram. Um, Which, again, just... I mean, it was just genius. There was just something... There's just something genius about it. Um, He just pops it up. Everybody's running to their computer to be like, oh my God, what did Dave do? And then it starts to circulate. And, you know, there's 20 minutes of you just watching Dave just methodically tell you how the business goes you Mm -hmm. know and he has this incredible way of telling previous stories yeah to lead up to new stories you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying and i thought it was genius man but it first and foremost like what did you think about it before we move on to what it is what the meaning is what what did you think about it like so i mean now kind of i guess i would say the generation i'm growing up in is a lot more like the way influencers or even people like him are treated in the business has become like a lot like how they're treated is a lot more elevated and they see they seem smarter about what they're doing when it comes to like contracts they're signing so as far as i know like a lot of these people who are like you know on tv shows or like making all these deals that are getting them rich it's like you know their what am i trying to say their deals are like you know it's lucrative for them or it's a good thing for them and so it was kind of my first like i've heard about corruption like you know the suge knights and all of that but it was my first real time hearing somebody talk about how they had been totally screwed over by the industry and it was still affecting them to this day and how it was still like not only that but how it made them feel to be like to see their art be put out and it just not. Okay. So yeah. And, and I love what Dave did. Right. I 100% agree with what Dave did. Right. Um, I can't say that Dave is right in this because Netflix, I mean, comedy central did not screw Dave over. They gave Dave an opportunity. Dave signed the contract. It's the way the business works. Now, again, like you but, just said, hold on. The, like you just said, a lot has changed. And, you know, Joe Budden's been talking about this a lot. Like IP, intellectual property, own your stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And so we're just getting to the point. But, you know, when SoundCloud came out and um, whatever that, the, the thing was before Facebook that I can't think about now, where people start putting out their own music, you know, everybody's owning their own masters mm-hmm. and all that. Like all this is new. And when Dave signed that contract, that's the way things was, you know what I'm saying? Like you go in and they go, Hey, we want to give you a show. And you go, okay. And they say, well, we will produce the show. We'll put the money up for the show. We'll put the show on the air. We'll do all that, but we own the rights to the show and Dave said okay 28 years old 29 years old it doesn't matter like if everybody if everybody went back and did what Dave did right now like not only would it be disruptive it would just be crazy because that's the way it was 
I'm not saying it's right. And it shouldn't have been like that because so many people, I mean, you don't even understand how many people have shows or things named after them that they don't even, they can't even like step on the stage anymore. They're like, you're not even allowed on the studio. You're not even allowed at the studio anymore. Then this show is named after them or created by them. I mean, you know, I don't forget who, crap. It was a restaurant tier, not Papa John, but there was another one that like they literally just came in. So, you know, Papa John ordered Papa John starts a pizza company and he goes public and he has a board of directors. And then he does something. The board of directors can come in and say, Okay, you're out. And your name is all over the country, but mm-hmm. you don't get anything from this. Like you are out because you've sold the rights to us. And yeah, that's well, what Dave, he was and that's what Dave that did. I listened to. And I know he still had shares in the company. Yeah, no, but, no, no. But I'm just, but, I'm just saying. And so Dave was right. Dave was right. And I think the way he did is like, you know what? I'm not going to come in and try to fight you in court. I'm not going to come in and, you know, whatever. All I'm going to do is go to my people. I'm going to go to the people that you're trying to reach and say, hey, do me a favor. Just don't watch it. Yeah, but I guess... I guess it's like, even if that's the way things was and, you know, you said it's bad, it's like, so we're just supposed to expect the people who, like, we're supposed to expect the people who did get screwed over by the system, like, to just be content with the way they got screwed over by the system? How did he get so screwed? How did he get screwed over by the system? Well, I mean, I don't want to go, like... No, like, how did he get screwed over by the system? But... I can't say exactly how he got screwed over by the system, but you know what I, what I mean by when I say that he. Um, That's the, but see, again, I'm not saying it's right, and I'm not saying I'm not on Dave's side. All I'm saying is, like, there's more to it than that. Dave, they bought the rights to that. They brought Dave in, said we will produce the show. What Dave doesn't but, talk about, hold on, what Dave doesn't talk about, what Dave doesn't talk about is the fact of how much money they put up, right, in staffing and editing and, you know, the directors and the producers and the cameraman and the makeup artists and the lighting bill and all the stuff that they put up to produce the show. Like, he doesn't talk about that. Right. Hold on. And so also Dave had a lot of things that bombed. And so do we go back? Do do those companies that put up all that stuff come back to Dave and be like, hey, man, we didn't get our money back from supporting you. So, yes, I, I'm with Dave. Like when you look at how much they made. When they look when you look at how much they made compared to probably how much they paid him, it looks really really bad but that is the game that is the reason production companies are in business yeah but so they make they make all the like they spend all of this money but they also make back all this money Mm -hmm. it's a chance they they take though because they don't always make their money back exactly but they start they make the money back and then what is it Almost 18 years later, they come back and start putting it on stuff to make more money. They own the rights to it. Why not? Exactly. But you're saying it's like 
they took the chance and they paid for all of this and now they've made all their money back. They own it for perpetuity. They own it for the rest of the, if they put it on, just like right now, like Granny B watched so many like old shows. Every time I talk to her, she's like, oh, I'm watching Matlock. I'm watching this show. I'm watching the Long Range, the Lone Ranger. I'm watching. All those people got paid a long time ago and those shows are still on and they're not getting paid. I mean, it's just the way production go. That's what happens when you go you go do a show and they buy you out or they they I mean, he sold his soul. Let's be honest. He sold his soul and they won. But I still agree with him. I never thought the business should probably work like that. I I, I really don't believe that the business should have ever but worked he, like that. He even touched on that because he said, what was the other thing? I can't remember exactly what it was, but well, he was he like, said, he so said, what about what about the part where the deal is misleading? I mean, he even said that in one of his standups. He was like, um, I, I want to I don't want to say anything assumptive, but he was telling the OJ story and he was saying how he was at a dinner and he was being led on with a deal that they were telling him was lucrative, which ended up being bad. So what are the chances that, you know, he went into that deal and they made it sound all flashy and in and then it ended up being ended up sucking. Here's the deal, though. I can guarantee you that Dave had a lawyer in that room. He, I can guarantee you Dave had a lawyer in that room. So it's not Dave's job to read all the fine print. It's Dave's job to get somebody to read the fine print, right? No, so but he even said he was like, I mean, these people work. These people can work together they, to maximize for them. Well, he no. What he said is, they gave me their lawyer. Again, this is part of, this is the learning process, you know. This is a learning process of all these very lucrative, very successful people. All of them. All of them do this their first two times, two or three times out, right? They, they sign bad deals because you're, you're young and you're hungry and they're, they're promising you the big glitz and, and lights. And, you know, so, yeah, they go, oh, you know what? We got lawyers, so this guy is going to – we have law, a law team. And so you start looking at it because if you go get your own lawyer, you got to pay for it. If you don't have that money – hold on. If you don't have the money to pay for the lawyers, then they go, look, we have a law team here, and we are going to put, assign this lawyer to you. He's going to look it all over, sit down with you, tell you what everything – so you're right. I mean, of course, he – but – well, can that I, is that's the way the business works. So are we supposed? So are the victims just supposed to? They're not victims. Ex- not, the not victims of the or the are products of the system supposed to just accept their situation because that's how it, it's like. Well, that's the business, baby. Yes. Oh, well, but yes. that's not fair. It, that's it, that's not fair. And for people to come back and then to be, I would say he like I would say he is in the right. I would because for him he to come back be and be right, he for him to a deal that he was probably misled to think was you can't better be, than it you is. You cannot be misled. Yes, you can. No, you cannot be misled if it's in writing. If it is a contract, everything in the contract is there. But for somebody, because you don't know all the legal terms, so somebody else who works with the company comes in and makes it all sound all glamorous. 
is going to read you the good parts and then make the bad parts be like, this is going to sound bad, but here's why it's actually good. And that's why you bring your own lawyer. But you and just they said, all but make you their, just they, said they all that make they that mistake. They all but make you that just mistake. said that chances are when they go in, they probably don't have the money for their own lawyer. And so but they, you, that's but, being taken advantage of. So the, the people, people who are being the people who are in the know. The people who are in the know. Then they say, I'm going to borrow the money. I'm going to talk to this person and get them pro. But I'm going to, you know, do a divert deferred payment. I'm going to borrow as much money from friends as I can, but I am not going in and sitting down. You know, if you don't learn anything from this, as we're talking about this right now, do not sign anything until you read the fine print when it comes down to your future. Because that's where people get you. It happens every single day. I mean, what happens to Dave is happening to people every single day. There are people who are geniuses in what they do that's making $100,000 a year. And everybody's, and they're, and everybody's like, oh, they're making $100,000 a year. But they're inventions. Do you know if you go to a company, if you go to a company and you invent something while you are at that company, whether it is even what you guys are working on at that company or not, they own that thing. So when you leave, you don't get to take that invention with you. And that happened there. They have some of the smartest people in the world just sitting there inventing stuff for them. And they're just putting patents on it, putting patents on it, putting patents on it. What happened to Dave in the celebrity world happens to people every day in the business world. And you have to know, like if somebody recruits you because of your intellectual talent, then you have to know when you sign the paperwork, when they say, we're going to give you this much money, whatever, you have to know what that small parents say as far as what they own of yours when you leave. Except, but you, I, all right, never mind. That's not a good analogy because I was about to say, <laughs> you know that they're going to own everything. But I guess. And Dave knew that. The thing is, Dave knew that. What Dave didn't know, again, this is what comes with maturity and time. Dave didn't know. 18 years later, he would probably be the one of the most respected voices in the world. Dave didn't know that his show would be legendary, right? Because really, like I said, Dave had come off of a lot of failures before he did the Chappelle show. So he probably had no idea that it would do what it did. So he signed the contract. I want Dave to get all his money. I love the fact that Dave said, hey, don't watch it. Only because of what went down and the fact that they tried to take clips, like throw, you know, thrown away clips, B clips, to create a whole nother season after he left just to make some money. The hell with Comedy Central for that. But I'm not going to sit here and act like Dave didn't sign the contract. Whether he was 28, whether he was 18, whether he was 59, whether he was whatever. Like Dave signed the contract. And Comedy Central has the right to do with that material whatever they please. Whoever will run that material that they can sell it to, they but have the right the to rights do that. and what's right is not the same thing. But where are they wrong? They own it. Where are they wrong? They own it because they... 
Where are they wrong? They own they it. They aren't technically wrong. That's what I'm saying. But for them to be using what he created 18 years later, and I know you just went over this, but he created that. And you've even said, uh, I guess they, I guess he technically sold it to him, but you've even said it, it, art is art. And when you create art, if somebody takes it, it's not a good thing. They and didn't take he, it. They bought it. They, they bought it. They, they bought they, it under I, I'm we don't know that because we don't but, we don't know that we don't know that because we don't know what the contract said we, we don't, don't know what know. the contract said but you I guess no Dave earlier that they probably gave him a lawyer to look over it right but we don't know that that's what he says and I trust him still though still the bottom line is they paid him he got what they agreed upon at the time for the intellectual property that he was creating. They paid him. They did not rob him. They didn't sucker him. They didn't promise him, you know, they didn't promise him. They, they said, listen, you got a job, right? Yeah. You got a job. Mm -hmm. And when you went in there, they told you how much you was going to get paid. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. That's the contract. That's how much they're going to pay you. Now, if you look up one day and 12 parties or 100 people came in there to order stuff for 100 parties and you find out that your place of employment made $100,000 that day and they're paying you eleven fifty. Like, you don't get to come back and be like, man, they made all this money today. Off, and you, you had to make and you had to make all that food. Wait a minute. And you had to make all that food. And you had to clean up after all that stuff. And you had to deliver it and all that. You don't get to come back and be like, man, they made all this money today. But, and they only paid me this. But so then 18 years later, you get called back again and they say, hey, come make this food again. And you're still not getting paid anything extra for it. No, but the thing is. They didn't call him back to ask him for anything. They literally, they literally paid him for it and it's on tape. So it's basically the same equivalent would be if you was at work, and this is, happens a lot. If you're at work and you take one product, put it with another product, put another with a product, with another product, and you make this and they go, oh my gosh, this is really good. You mind if we put it on the menu? We're going to call it the RJ. And you go, oh, man, right. Like I'm, I'm going to have a, a something named after me. It's like, yeah, it's called the RJ. So, well, okay, on, okay. Hold on, so, hold on, let me hear me out. And you, you've signed the contract, right? They're going to pay you this much an hour. They say, you know, we're going to call it the RJ. And we're going to give you, we're going to call it the RJ. And we're going to give you $25,000, RJ. Right now, we're going to give you $25,000. And you go, holy crap, dad. They're giving me $25,000 because of some contraption that I put together. Or some, some meal I put together. And 20 years later, it's still on the menu and they're still running commercials. And you look back, you go, how much money did they make off of my sandwich over the last 20 years? You don't get to go back and be like, hey, I kind of want some of that money. No, nah, y'all already settled your deal. I love that you brought this up because I also meant to mention this. So, 
I'm 16, right? Let's say the RJ is like, they're like, you are going to call it the RJ. At the time, $25,000 to me right now sound, I mean, it sounds life-changing, right? Mm-hmm. And to any, but to look back, let's say I go on and I continue, like, let's say I leave there and then I start inventing all other types of RJs and uh-huh. Randys and Austins and all of that. Let's say, like, let's say I do that to look back and go, wow, I was taken advantage of because I was paid such a little amount. And looking back, I know that it was, that it was, it was intentionally sucky. But you don't know that you can't say you was taken advantage of. You know why you can't say you was taken advantage of? Because just like they don't know that this sandwich is actually going to take off. They didn't know that Chappelle's show was actually going to take off. Like I said, he had come from a lot of failures. Now this goes. So when in, it does take off, don't you don't you just go, oh, it's doing great. No, Time for a bonus. No, that is that is the that is one hundred percent the chance that everybody takes. That's and it's the ch- sucky. It, it's sucky, and it's taking advantage of somebody. It's, it's sucky when you are the person. It's not sucky when you are the company. And, and I think, and I hope. I don't care about comedy And Central. I hope one day you are the company and you understand, right? That when that business is business, was not personal, is business. So if I see opportunity in you, I offer you, you accept. If it fails, I eat that. If it takes off, you eat that. That's business. Yeah, but isn't it easy to just go like, look, you make you'll make this base amount. And then if like, you know, if the show fails, that's on us. That was our risk. But when the show if the show does take off, then you you don't make all of the money. But isn't it fair to say that? Like if the I mean, I guess we also have to take into account that streaming services weren't a thing at the time. Nobody could have known that this was going to go anywhere. We can get into that all day long. And you're right. See, and that's where the actors are fighting. And that's where producers are fighting. That's where writers are fighting. That's where everybody's fighting because they're like, when you paid me, you paid me for a show that was going to be on TV. And exactly. now so, you're putting my stuff on. No, but. And they still technically, but nobody could have predicted, but nobody knew that was coming. So still. But that's not what he's mad about. He's mad that they're airing the show either on Comedy Central or whatever. He's mad because they're, they're airing the They're putting the show. it on something, right? He's mad because they've put it on something, and he feels like... But they own it. But, yeah. But anyway, so as I was saying before, isn't it easy to go, if it fails, that's on us. We took the chance. And then if it takes off, we still get to keep X, Y, Z. But wherever it goes, whatever money, it, extra money it makes a portion of it can go to you. Isn't it that simple? That's a great negotiation. And that's where negotiation comes in. And so that's not on them. That's on Dave. That's on. That was on Dave. 28 year old probably broke Dave. Well here. So, so you're, you're walking right into my trap here, right? First and foremost, right. You're 28 years old. You made a bad decision. Now, again, I keep saying it. He's come off of bad projects. Dave will stand up and tell you, I did comedy since I was 14 years old, right? That wasn't Dave's first rodeo. Dave had 
two sitcoms that failed before that. Dave had comedy specials. Dave was not immune to understanding what lawyers do. Dave was not immune to understanding how the business worked. This was not some young kid who had not been around the business. He had two or three, I mean, he had half-baked, whatever, was half-baked or whatever. He had a- that, went, that did well, right? And I know he didn't make a lot of money off of that. Dave was not dumb when he signed that contract. I wouldn't say that because and he's- he was, And he was not that young. He had been around. He wasn't new. years old and the business is still young. But I would say it's still young. But also, like, yeah, he, but we've already established that at the time, like, the business was bad. And so it wasn't – looking back at it, we can say it's bad. But looking at it at that perspective, when you're in it, you go, well, this seems good to compare to all the other stuff I've gotten. This seems this seems good compared to all the other right. stuff. Right, and so it. he made the deal again. Exactly. He made the deal. And so then, but you're still trapped. It's it's the same argument as Stop well. Stop making him out to be a victim. He's not a victim. He signed the wrong deal. Now you can argue all day long whether it's, the same, it's you're making the same argument as you live in cap. You like you say you hate capitalism, but you still work. Why is that? It's not because like I didn't I, say I hate capitalism. No, it's just, it's an analogy. I'm, oh, okay. It's an analogy. It, you say you hate capitalism, but yet you still work like you say you hate capitalism, but you still work at Taco Bell. What like why is that? And it's like because you have to pay your bills. Exactly. So he doesn't like he. It looks good to him from that perspective. But looking back at it, he can look at it and go, "Wow, that was sucky," and I was taken advantage. I'm 52. Of. You know how much stuff I look back on and go, "Wow, that wasn't the right decision." Like that happens. That that's maturity. That comes down yeah, to it. Yeah, but is it just regular life choices, or is it uh, no, I it's, signed a it's, contract that they now get to use my listen, name and face for the rest of my life and some? Listen, there's there's people, by me being a freelancer, there's people who will offer me a day rate for something, and I go, oh, that's cool. I'll take that. And 10 hours into the day, I'm sitting back going, if I could give them this money back and walk out right now, I would. I already made the deal. And they can keep me there to the 16th hour, the 20th hour, or whatever. If I sign the contract, if I sign the contract saying, this is how much I'm going to charge you for a day rate, and we don't have stipulation in there that say, after 10, it's time and a half, after 12, it's double time, and at 16, I can walk out of here. Then at 20 hours, and we're still there, and I'm going on that same day rate, then if I walk up, they can be like, I'm not paying you nothing because you signed the contract. That's why all everybody I work with, it says this is how much I will make for this amount of time. I'm charging you this day rate for a 10 hour day with a one hour lunch. So you get 11 hours of my day. After that, it's this. After that, it's this. After that, I'm going home. That is why we sign contracts. That's why we don't shake hands. That's why we don't nod our head and give promises. That's why we sign contracts. Yes, yeah, he so, signed the contract. So, you're younger. You're younger. You like you know you're not like you're not wealthy. You're like I don't know where he was at the time, but I'm pretty sure he probably wasn't doing too well. 
um, and a company comes to you and is like, I know what you're going to say to this because you're going to be, oh, we signed a contract. But they come to you and they present you with what sounds good at the time. You're like, this is going to pay my bills for the next couple months. And then you so go he- and do the photo, you go and do the photo shoot and then like it takes off and you make all this other money from other people. But then 18 years later, that picture or whatever is they're still flaunting it around talking about like just the greatness that of it. Ha- and then putting – no, and then a new, a new service comes along. A, somehow a new photography service comes along that uh, you get paid to put it on. And then your picture goes up. And they're making oh so much money off of something you could have never predicted was coming. Coming right, and so, so and they're still making money off it, and you are still making zero. So here's the way photography works, just so you know. All right, everybody I sit down with, whether it's a headshot, whether it's whatever, I have something in my contract saying this is how long you can use this picture, right? And this is what this picture can be used for. Like, you can use this picture for this. You cannot use this picture to put on a product. You cannot put this picture on a billboard. You cannot sell this picture. So I can't take pictures for you, and you just turn around and go, this is a really cool picture, and turn around and sell them. Right? Now, if somebody comes in to me and say, we want to hire you for the day, what's your day rate for us to hire you? Meaning, you shoot. We own what you shoot. I still have creative rights, but they have ownership rights. They have licensing and ownership rights. So there are many photographers out there, many photographers out there that was young and new. And somebody came along was like, can you shoot this campaign for us? Or can you shoot this model for us? The Cindy Crawfords and the Tyra Banks and all these people who have I, all these iconic images out there, a lot of times the photographer doesn't even own them. And to this day, you can go to stock services or you can go to fine art places or whatever, and the company that hired that photographer to take that picture is still making all that money. 20 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later, 100 years later, they're still making that money. And no, as somebody in the business who understands that, who understands that that's the way the business works, then I understand. Yes, I understand that that photographer was hungry. Yes, I understand that that photographer saw an opportunity. Yes, I understand they, 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 did, they took that job for almost zero money because of what they thought it could do for them. And yes, it sucks that at the end of the day, they had no foresight or couldn't read the tea leaves and know that this image is going to, you know, one day be iconic. That sucks. But that is the business because no matter what, if Dave was broke, whatever they gave him helped him at that time. And the man's a genius, but I don't know if Dave would be who Dave is without the Dave Chappelle show. So, well, yeah, that I'm not arguing that, but what I'm we're more on more on the business side, and you know I feel like you're still leaving something out, but we've been going for way yeah. too long on this. But 
I'm not leaving. Any, I'm all the thing yes, I'm leaving you, because out is that you see you're you're what you're arguing is morality. You're arguing what is morally right. Isn't it morally right for them to give him money, more money? You're act, you're you're arguing morality. We can argue morality. No, yes. I'm also, but no, my argument is, but also part of my argument was here we go again, was that the people that they gave him to make it look good were probably still mainly working with the company. They were working in the interest of the company. And so by them working in the interest of the company, no matter what, he is still going to get screwed over because he can't afford a lawyer or maybe he can't get a bank loan or the people he hangs around with don't have money. So what is he to do but work with their lawyers and what is he to do but work with their lawyers? You're making, you're making a lot of assumptions on, because of what he said. You're making a lot of assumptions. They could have given him a great lawyer. That's still working in the interest of the company. That's not necessarily true. That's not necessarily true. They, they could have given him a great lawyer. And that lawyer could have sat down and said, Dave, like, this is what we're going to give you $100,000 an episode. Right? We're going to give you $100,000 an episode. That's, a, again, we don't even know what Dave made. So we're sitting up here arguing, like, we're arguing like Dave got $30,000. I think Dave made millions off the Chappelle show. But the problem is he's mad because they made hundreds of millions off the Chappelle show. So we're, you're making a lot of assumptions. You're still making this assumption like they, they sat in a room like Grinches rubbing their hands going, ooh, we're about to screw this dude. That's not, that's not even what Dave is arguing. Dave is just arguing that, man, y'all made a lot of money off of this, and I didn't make a lot. So I'm going to ask my fans to not watch it because I feel like I'm not getting any of that. And I support him on that. I think what he did was genius. But do I believe Dave got shafted in this deal? No, Dave got into a business contract. And I don't think that there was small print that the lawyer didn't tell him. I never said that. You said they were working for them. They were. So by working but, for them, you but would say, they you, could, they could have it in. They could have it. What they could have the entire contract being, point uh, twelve times New Roman, and then they could have the really bad parts in point uh, twenty four Comic Sans. But for a lawyer who is working for the part on the part of the company, is going to look at that and go, "How can I make this sucky part still sound?" any be any like teeny tiny or how can i make it be like yeah this is like this may not be the best but it gets like this part of the deal makes up for it the same way when you're watching tv and they tell you we're going to give you a car for 199 a month if you long as you got a paycheck just come in here and you get up one morning with your family and you get in the car and you drive all the way down to the dealership and you get in there you test drive the car and you do this and you fall in love with the car and you walk into financing and they go, this car is going to be $399 a month. And you go, I thought you said it was going to be 199 
and they go, yeah, down at the bottom, it says on APR, on approved credit, and it also says down here in the tiny print, it's on your TV. Uh, what size TV do you have? Oh, you only got a 42-inch TV? Yeah, if you had a 60-inch TV, you would see the small print that says that only 1% of the population actually will be approved for this loan or have the credit or whatever to get this loan. And you don't get to go, you know what? I, um, I'm suing you guys for my time because you lied to me. No, it's yeah, on you your can TV. walk out and not pay. You can, but what I'm saying is you can't, you can't come back and be like, you know, well, that was so small. I, I never you, said I it. I that. just said I that. taught you that as a child. You know that. I used to always tell you, look at how, see that big stuff? Don't worry about the big stuff. Read the small stuff. I told you that as a child, remember? So, yeah, but I just said that he, like I said, it could have been in, it could have been double the size of the rest of the text and been in a different font. But for a lawyer who is working for the company, if they're working in the interest of the company, they're going to go, look at the smaller stuff. See, the big stuff, that's not that bad. Smaller stuff. Again, you are, you are under the assumption that they tricked him. I'm under the assumption. I'm not saying that they. I'm under the assumption that they said, Dave, like, bottom line, it could have been written in giant font that it says, we are paying you XYZ as the creator of said content. We are licensed and own this for perpetuity. Perpetuity means forever. There's no small print. That part I can guarantee you was not in small print. If Dave came out and said, I, he didn't even say I signed something, I didn't know what I was signing. Dave just said, I signed something at 28 that I shouldn't have. And that's on Dave. Because I can guarantee you what they was going to pay him and how long they was going to own it was in type that anybody could understand it. And again, Dave was 28. Dave had been in a business since he was 14. That's 14 years in the business. He had made movies. He had made, um, he had signed on to do sitcoms. He had done specials. Dave was not immune to the way the business works. Dave signed a bad contract, not knowing, just like they didn't, not knowing what not being able to read the tea leaves on what that show was going to do. And I am going to give you the final word. Oh, come on. Don't tell me you're I'm, speechless now. I'm no, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. You know, you said I just we're again, we're operating off of assumptions and you keep that. I guess you keep using that against me when we're both operating off of assumptions. So, yeah, he. If he could have, like, he'd been in the business, but he'd been in a bad business. And uh, what was I thinking? At the end of the you day, just, I just. You thinking I, you just got smoked. No, I didn't. You no, are I, thinking I'm really you thinking just I'm got, coming out on top. You, I really you, think I come out on top. But I, you keep on, you're operating under the assumption that they were working with him when I'm operating under the assumption that they were working against no, him. No, I'm not saying that they're working with him. I said I was going to give you the last word, but no. I'm not assuming that they was working with him. But you're giving them the benefit of the doubt giving, that they didn't do that. What, do, what is it that you feel? Gosh, 
we do need to stop this. What is it that you feel like in your mind, what happened in that room that you think that they really just tricked Dave? I'm not they misled him. And I guess you want to. Okay, so what wanna, happened in that room that you feel like I don't they know, misled him? I don't know exactly. But as I said, for somebody who doesn't know legal terminology, it is so easy to hear stuff and go, well, that sounds good. While it while they make all the bad stuff sound uh, while but, they make the bad see, stuff. You're, you're looking at that one as a kid. And two, I think you're looking at it for who Dave is now and not who Dave is then. But you're so you don't at it know. As you business don't was as, is now compared to what business was then, and business was a lot different then. No, biz, no, business wasn't that different. What I'm saying, every rapper goes through this, right? Busta Rhymes will tell you the story. Busta Rhymes owned. Busta Rhymes, Busta Rhymes, owed his record company money from his first album when he made his third album. Let that sink in. He was making his third album and still owed for his first album. That's not even what he owed for his second album. Let alone his third album. The only way that it wasn't his album, it was the Leaders of the New School album. Right? And the only way he got, only way Busta Rhymes is where he is now is because they were so intrigued by him and, and they thought, he was going to do so well when he signed as a solo artist they agreed to pay off all of his debt from his first three albums right q-tip tells you in the song industry's business is shady right like everybody knows this and that's why there is this renaissance of people because they can now it used to be you couldn't do it. You didn't have a SoundCloud. You can just upload and have this organic grounds root, ground, grassroots, like getting out there. Everybody went through the same process because there was only so many record companies. There's only so many record stations. There's only so many promotions that will get your records in record stores. And that's what the companies did for you. So like when you go to a record company now, that's why people's like, I'm not signing no deal. I'm not signing no deal because they come in and they say, we got to pay for your studio time. We have to pay for your promotion. We have to pay to get it printed. We got to pay for your clothes You see. And that's what people don't realize because they think, oh, this company is signing me and they, they got, they, you show up and there's a house. They're like, oh, this is your house. And you go, that's my house? They go, yeah, that's your house. They go, this, this, here's your bins. You got to have an image. Here's your bins. Oh, that's my bins? Yeah, that's your bins. Oh, you're going to need some clothes. You're going to need a stylist. You're going to need some jewelry. You're going to need all this because you have to create an image. When that record drops and you start getting, you look to get your first check and they're like, oh, no, you don't get anything. Oh, we got to pay for it. You know the house? Oh, the house costs $450,000. That car costs $200,000. Those clothes and that stylus is costing us like all that so stuff. So you just said it was shady, right? You, I didn't I say, mean, no, but I didn't it, say that that was that, shady. I'm saying that that's the way the business That's the way the business runs. works. And that's the way the business runs. And I would, I would venture to say that that is shady or it's like, it's not good. 
But when you want to work in the industry, it's either that or it's nothing. That's not true. That is it not true. It was then. It was then. That is not true. So what could he have done? What could he instead of signing to Comedy Central? What could he have done? YouTube wasn't a thing. He could have kept doing stand up, or he could have gone out. So and, he could have kept and doing stand up and this, signed because that's who he did his. I'm pretty sure that's who he did his first stand up with. Comedy Central. No, they bought his. Kimberly Softly was bought by them. They okay. didn't. They didn't pay for it. They just bought it from him. So that's what I'm telling you. All those people on Comedy Central, they just buy their stand up. Netflix. They're just starting to produce stuff. They just buy people's stuff. They, they film it. Like all those people like Rogan, they pay for that all themselves. And then they turn around and sell it. It's the same way books are done. It's the same way movie scripts are done. You do it all the footwork. I mean, even now, a lot of shows that you like, they make them themselves. They foot the bill themselves and then turn around and sell the rights to the, to the um, networks. That's why Netflix... That's why you go, oh, such and such left Netflix. All Netflix did was bought the rights for it. And they bought the rights for two years. That's why the office is like, they're, they're like, we bought the office for two years. At the end of two years, right, the people who owned the office probably came to Netflix or whatever was on and it took, whoever took it off, and they was like, look, we see how much, how many people are watching this. We want four times as much for it now. And Hulu or whatever goes, we're not giving you four times as much for. So, but the creators still have a say in what they want. Because they foot the bill for it. That's the thing. They've made that. They've made that product. That's their product. So they can say, this is what I'm going to sell it to you for. And, but, once, but once you let the company make the product, they own the product. So Dave... And this is going to sound real bad, but it's the truth. There's a lot of rappers that didn't do what to get jacked like a lot of rappers did. Sir Mix-a-Lot, EPMD, a lot of those guys, they made their own stuff. They pressed it themselves. They sold it out the back of the trunk. Right? People don't even realize Michael Jackson got eight cents an album. Eight cents. Her album is what Michael Jackson made. And that was the highest anybody was making at the time for an album. Eight cents is what he made off of an album. Michael Jackson. Right? So. Yeah, so why <laughs> he made eight cents off an album because? Because that's the that was the way it's structured. When you work, when you look, when and he the was. The way it was structured was flawed. That's not flawed. That was yes, the it, business. And business is flawed. The business was flawed. No. But there was... No. I mean, you, you just said there was people who managed to push it on their own, but that's few and far in no, between. that's what comes with having a machine behind you. So Sir Mix-a-Lot, Sir Mix-a-Lot sold a, t a tape out of his car for $10. Whatever his production cost was, $1.50, he made eight fifty off of that CD. Michael Jackson was making eight cents, right? Not because, well, basically because that's what it is when you have the machine behind you. Sir Mix-a-Lot did not have the machine. You're probably sitting here going, I don't even know who Sir Mix-a-Lot is. I mean, I know you know who he is, you know, yeah, um, big butt guy. Yeah. Um, and so it was done. So 
to answer your question, what Dave Chappelle could have done, and a lot of rappers did this, they go get dope money. Right? They go and find the dudes in the hood who sold dope. And a lot of people don't want to hear this, but it's the truth. They go find the people who sold dope. And those dudes are looking for something to invest in. And they invest in your show. And you make your show, and then you sell it. That's what's going on right now. That's why you see all your little favorite rappers, the King Bonds and all them, and you go, how do they have bricks of money? They got dope money. Right? And so I'm saying, what I'm saying is Dave signed the contract because that's he stepped into that world. And I don't think that Dave sat across from them and they told him, like, hey, we're not going to sell this in 20 years. We're not going to do this. We're not going to do that. They said, this is what we're going to pay you to create this show. We own it in perpetuity. Cool? Dave says, cool. Our lawyers are going to look it over. The lawyer looks it over and says, this is what it says, Dave. It says that we're going to produce this many shows, right? We're going to pay you this much money. We're going to give you this much creative rights. And we own the shows in perpetuity. That's what this says. Okay, Dave? And Dave says, okay. Now, of course, 20 years later, Dave looks and goes, wow, they made a lot of money. I should probably be getting some more. And I'm upset that they're still selling it. And I'm going to ask my people not to watch it. And we are not going to watch it. And that is 100% fine. Still, I mean, we go back. it goes back again to nobody could have predicted Netflix, Hulu, any of that. So thing, I still think that things need or should be renegotiated because nobody could have guessed that it was going to be how most people consume their television. Okay, so to make you the right one, so you win, I'm going to say morally, you are right. Yeah, I, I knew that. Morally, you, morally, you are right. Contractually, you are one hundred percent wrong, but we're gonna stick to morally right, right now. Yeah, well, con- well, I guess this bleeds over into another argument that we always. He have, never said they breached contract, though. He never said they oh, breached contract. Oh, that's I'm not argue. I was never arguing. Okay, that they you're, were you're in arguing breach morality. You're arguing. You're arguing morality and assumption that their lawyer tricked him, and I I don't argue that point. I just believe that Dave. Remind didn't know what he was doing. Remind me about so, this after we finish okay. because I want to bring this up. All right. So <laughs> that's the, that was interesting. Anyway, I doubt if you guys hung out this go. way. We're definitely going to segment out that. Yeah, that was. That whole Dave Chappelle. But I think, I think the thing is. We're if about you listen, to go two hours. I feel oh, like wow. that was an hour in itself. Here's the deal, guys. If you listen to it because you like listening to us, you just got a really good dose mm-hmm. of what life is like. Yeah, that's a real that was about as real as it gets when it comes to the back and forth that we how we get to the conversation. Yeah. And like I said, it always bleeds over in other conversations (laughs) we have, because when this turns off, I'm going to go right back into it. So. So, yeah, you got a good dose. Again, we hope you guys really listen to it. We should do an episode like that where we find a topic to argue about that we know we disagree on and just go at it for like an hour, an hour and a half and then post it. smoke you every time. Um, Um, Okay. That is going to do it for us. And so for the Zoomer pod, my name is Randy. I am the Boomer. And I'm RJ. I'm the Zoomer. And we will talk to you next time.